Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Green Squad Chats. I'm James Lascara, and today we're going to be talking about the principle of being a go-giver. What does being a go-giver mean? How is it defined? And why is that impactful to how a business is run? Let's dive in. Such a good topic that we couldn't help ourselves but to get into it before we actually started recording. Like, how do we define the go-giver? Somebody who gives, if you just think of somebody in your life, you're like, man, that person is just always giving to somebody else. And my worldview on go-giver is from that book written by Mr. Berg called The Go-Giver, where he outlines five principles, the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of basically reciprocity. And those are principles that people probably live by and don't know it. But like the law of value says the your worth is determined by how much value you bring to the world. For compensation is your income is a direct result of the value that you do bring to the world. Your influence grows as you place the interest of others first, which is hard for us because we're survivalists at our core, right? The, um, that's how we were designed as man. And then the law of authenticity, being genuine and true to yourself, building strong connections. And then the law of reciprocity. Basically, if you're such a giver, you have to be open to receiving. So that's my personal worldview on it. But I think it's hard to write that down and draw. Those are principles, not rules and in a world where things are very transactional, how can we give, but also make sure that we're not doing it at the detriment of ourselves or our family or um, of our survival nature? So I, I would love to hear others' worldview on it. Hey, Adam, thanks for kicking that off. Um, something that you just said in your last portion there struck home with me. And what I realized is I've swung wildly on the scale uh, and, and I'll talk about what I mean by that. At first, I was very selfish. I was very revenue driven. Hey, how can I get more deals so that I can be more profitable and therefore more successful? And I realized, well, that wasn't really the approach. And then I became extremely selfless and I tried to put as much value out there as possible. And I realized I was running my elite investor events and I was paying out of pocket for other people to come to my events and to teach them for free. And I realized that also wasn't the best model. And so I think it's, uh, for me, I've kind of like established a little bit of boundary as to what feels healthy for me, because we may disagree. I may disagree with a few of you on this, but I think the ultimate go-giver in my mind, they work for free. And so obviously that's no way to run a business. I can't work for free because I won't provide for myself or my, uh, you know, my family. And then the extremely opposite end of the pole is, or the opposite end of the spectrum is, you know, not giving of yourself in any capacity, except unless you're bringing in revenue, which I also think is not a good way of doing business. And so I think for me, it has to do with a balance and some, um, again, balance. I don't love that word, but has to do with boundaries. And so it's a matter of where you put your personal and professional boundaries. So you can bring value to other people, but it's not always for, uh, for free. Uh, I think something we talked about before the call though, was giving, with or without expectation, I think that's something also we could dive into together. Yeah. In my mind, the principle isn't giving for free, being the ultimate go-giver. Go the, the principle is 
giving without expectation because the last principle is the law of reciprocity. So you do have to be open to receiving that in and of itself indicates that you don't just give for free. And your, your elite investor meetup in Tampa is a great example. Your frame was, I was paying for this thing out of pocket. I started to get, you know, 40, 50, a hundred investors come into this thing. And then I realized like, I can't give that much for free. Therefore, there has to be a transactional thing. I would argue, even though you've brought other people on to help you pay for it because you were open to receiving, you actually gave more. You gave those sponsors an opportunity to get their name and their thing in front of your audience, even though they're paying for it. So there was a transaction there, but you gave something. You gave that to them and they're going to receive a ton from that. That reminds me of mindset. That is a mindset of always looking for ways to, how can I help this person improve their life? Or how can I help this group of people, if it's an investor group and there's a niche, how can I help this group of people get from where they're at and grow and get better and be successful? And it's a mindset of looking at ways to give and like the law says, right? Being open to receive for that. Like you're not going to do that for free forever because there's only so much time, right? And you got to put food on the table. But it's the mindset of the place you start is you start from that. How can I make this as valuable as possible? How can I give away so much that it's well, you know, it's more than what I'm going to receive from it starting there versus you could see the opposite end of the spectrum is, well, I think that there's a market right? There's a market in this niche of people that I could produce something, a product, a service. So, okay, but I'm not, let me get everything in the background first. I'm not going to put anything out there yet until I figure out the price. Like what will the market bear? What's the most I can get for this before you ever even give anything or put anything out there? So to me, it's like a mindset shift of the order in which you are giving versus receiving. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think you were kind of talking about putting some type of product out in the world, like business in general, pretty simple principles in business, regardless of the industry, supply and demand at the foundation of it. Are, can you supply something that you can give enough value that the demand is there for it. And when you think about business, it's the same concept of being a go-giver is like, I need to be able to provide so much value that this is going to be a sought after thing, which if I just focus on providing value, the reciprocity will come. The transactions will come. The, you know, if I start this elite investor meetup, the people will come because I'm providing so much value. If I want to scale it, I just need to like three, three or four weeks ago, James, you're like, I just want to, I want to make sure I'm providing great value. I want to make sure it's super valuable. Like your mindset at those times as you were scaling this up was like all about value. You were like beating yourself up about like making sure that when people come to this, they're going to walk away and say, wow, like that was incredible. I got a ton of value. And in exchange for that, you got sponsors to come sponsor your event. And then in exchange for that, they got to get in front of 200 people who come to this event. Like it, it's just like value on top of value on top of value. Yeah. Provide the value and then the follow, right? I mean, that's, that's the joy of uh, this group. You know, I think that's why we're all so successful is because we all came into the group wanting to make the group better. And so now we're surrounding ourselves with people who are go givers. So I'm giving. And then at the same time, you guys are giving. And so if you're giving, you're going to give to me, obviously. And so then we're all just growing together from that. I think that people, when they decide to make this transition and be a go-giver, 
that they decide when they give value. It is not up to them when the reciprocity or the, uh, what's the word, receptivity, right? Receptivity. They don't get to dictate when that happens. And I think a lot of times in our culture, in our society, that we somehow expect that to be on a timeline. For example, you know, I was able to provide four people an opportunity to invest in apartment syndications. And I didn't call up the general partners and say, hey, I brought these people. I need something. Like it was just the, pro- the opportunity of this in the network and having people become LPs in, the, in an apartment syndication. And that's value, right? The people that I talk to on, on a weekly basis of having a real estate question answered, that's the value. I have no idea. And I think if it's ever going to come to, if that rest, receptivity is ever going to come back, and I think that when we start expecting receptivity and the reciprocity to, to happen, um, I think we're going to miss reciprocity in our lives. Yeah, Berg, Berg talks about this greatly. And I think this is where this conversation started when, you know, James brought this into the group of, um, you know, how do you have, you know, what's the, there's a value exchange that happens, but I think you focus on value first and the law of receptivity is being open to receiving being that being an essential part for balance giving and receiving cycle. So it doesn't say like, I just give endlessly until I'm dry. I have nothing left to give like the giving tree. If you guys have ever read that children's book, I have nothing left to give. You've taken everything. You have to be open to receiving. And if you're providing the right value, if your value is true value, you will receive. If you're, feel like you're giving all the time, but you're never receiving, you're probably not providing the right value to the right people. And it may not be as valuable as you think, just to be honest. Well, who determines the value, right? If I, if I show a a military member the opportunity to go invest in real estate, let's say for house hacking, use the VA loan, go buy a duplex. And then five years later, the guy's got, you know, a thousand units. And he ever comes back and says, hey, Travis, appreciate that. Here's this. So that's wrong value? No, I don't think that's wrong value. I didn't say that. I think that's great value. I think you feel good about that. You help somebody else. It can be the value exchange can be I'm talking about somebody who feels like they're not getting anything in return. In that instance, I would bet that if you coach somebody along and they had massive success because of your coaching, I bet that the return on that is you put good in the world, you feel great about it. It doesn't have to be a money exchange. I think that's where we can kind of get the balance part of this mixed up of like, I'm doing an activity to give. The return isn't always a dollar. The return can be how you feel, what kind of impact you have, what kind of impact does that person have? So as an example, if somebody were to come to you and say, you know, coach me up on on becoming a rental investor, and you started teaching them the principles of providing, uh, you know, safe and clean living and all of that. And that person then goes out in the world and he's providing safe and clean living and he's not a slumlord. Like that's a massive impact on the, on the universe. I'd be interested, uh, James and uh, Adam, you guys uh, are assassins when it comes to deals and, and getting after it and stuff. Where do you find that line of, you know, I'm a stone cold killer for deals, but also being the go giver. First, I would say, I don't know that I have it all figured out. I don't know that my way is the ideal way. I've changed, like I mentioned, on this spectrum of selfish versus completely giving. And I'm always trying to find a balance there. But um, 
I'll tell you a story of something I'm contending with right now. And I haven't found the balance with it. And maybe we can talk about it. People can listen to it and uh, people might relate. Every year I challenge my taxes. I get property tax bill. It's my assessed value in the mail. Every year I pick a few of my properties, ones that don't really make sense. And if they're outrageous, I challenge them. Every year I'm successful on at least one. So the track, my track record for being successful per year is 100%. I talk about this. I mentioned on my story, on my social media, and people want to sit me down for coffee and pick my brain. I've spent time, I've spent money, I've spent energy finding out a strategy to, to optimize my result with that. So what I plan to do, so I'm starting this elite investor mindset group later this year. It's going to be my local only, kind of like a mastermind group so that people can get better access to better tools and, and uh, goal setting and hiring and all this stuff. So I plan to implement that strategy resource within that group. I've had five different people who I know, their colleagues or, or agents or uh, partner investors or whatever here, call me since I talked about that in the last two weeks. And they're like, hey, by the way, since I have you on the phone, can you walk me through how you do that? And I'm like, well, there's a conflict because I'm saving this high value like thing I've worked on for my group. So I can't just be giving it away for free. Otherwise, the group has no value. Why would people pay to be in my in my mindset group? But then also, I want to like I want to be able to help them so they can have a winning strategy. One of which has also worked for me. So what I plan to do this is my this is my solution. Is if you want to know more about that strategy, join the group. It's simple. It's it's I'm not going to give away that value for free. And maybe I'm a bad go giver as a result of that. But again, I, I've spent my time. Developing. I don't think so. Uh, okay, so like, let me ask you a question. If I paid you to be in your group, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, a hundred thousand bucks, doesn't matter. If I join that group, will I get ten times the value of what I paid in your mind? If you, yes, if you take the action for the kind of person we're designing the group for, your result is going to be cataclysmic off the charts for what what where you're at now. I think that's I think that's 100% in line with being a go-giver and that's the last part of it. That's the balanced law of receptivity part of it. You have to be open to receiving, which means you have to be open to telling somebody that you really really would like to just give this to, but you know you've got a, a requirement to these other people. You've got to, you know, pour and provide 10 times the value for what they paid. Like, you're right. I think you're 100% in the right for that. And I think that is incredibly valuable. And I think if those people, if those people truly are aligned with you, your principles, your ethics, they hold you in high regard, they would be willing to go pay for that. Just like the Elite Investor shirt that James knows that it's inside. Inside. Side note, if you join the Mindset Group, you get a shirt for free. Hey. <laughs> Value. Go giver. Look at me. I love it. Value. Value. Uh, I have to make this tie, man, because James started talking about five minutes ago. And the first thing he said was, I don't know that I have this all figured out, right? I don't know that my way is the best way, which is a sign of humility. And then when I think about the principles of the go giver, you know, that Mr. Bird presents in his book, the, what we've been talking about, all of those principles to me align with a humble mindset. It's, I don't know who exactly said this, but I've been hearing it a lot in the last few weeks. It's not about thinking less of yourself, right? As a person, as to what you contribute, as to what you 
value you bring to the table. It's about thinking of yourself less, not about thinking less of yourself, but it's about thinking of yourself less and maintaining that humble attitude and mindset of this isn't all about me. Let's turn this around and start with, all right, how can I give to the world? And and really, man, if you want to get really deep, start with yourself in that discovery to understand what's truly important to you. And then how can I give that? Because that me, that unique me, my blueprint is what I meant to give. And now how can I take that and give it to the world? And I think if you're doing that, eventually it's inevitable that you will have to be able to receive, right? Because the people, your people, the people that you're giving yourself and your blueprint to, they eventually are going to, they're like, they're going to want to be with you, listen to you, help you. And it's just, it's kind of inevitable. But I think it's that humility, starting with that humility. I don't know. Thoughts? Did I just win the most humble award? I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think, wouldn't you say that James was in his statements just now, both humble and thinking of the group that he designed that is going to pay some level of money to get this 10x return in value. And he wasn't thinking like, do I give this to them? Or if I give this to them, what about this other group of people who are investing in themselves that I want to help 10x their mindset, 10x their revenue, 10x their life? Like you were thinking of that. Like that's what you said. So to me, that's, that is that exact humble approach where you're thinking of others. So good. So good. I wrote this, I wrote this down, share a little personal anecdote. This relates. I wrote this down the day after Christmas this past year, literally in Sharpie, I I put it in a drawer somewhere and found it the other day. And, uh, it relates to like personal relationships, like family, uh, um, platonic relationships, romantic relationships, all that stuff. But I think it relates to being a go-giver too. And what I wrote down was none of it means anything if you have no one to share it with. And, uh, it is, it has been impactful for me. It has been special to me to share some of the knowledge that I've learned along the way in a way that does inspire others. And the way I know that it inspires others, man, I'm struggling today. The way I know that it inspires others is they tell me. Yeah. Which feels great. That's awesome. I think that's, I think that's incredible. I would ask you guys when you think of the ultimate go-giver, who do you think of, Brandon? I've got to I've got to think about that a little bit. No no one's popping in my mind right away specifically. Anybody else? I think of this group every time that anybody has a problem, right? And James in the chat talks about an issue. When we jump on the call Saturday, we all say, James, floor's yours, what's your issue? And we all work it out. So, I mean, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? If we weren't all go-givers, then we would say, well, I got a problem. I need to tell everybody what, what's going on in my world. And nobody says that. What everybody says is I got an issue. And then everybody else says the floor is going to be yours on Saturday. Yeah. I love that. And I love this group. James, how about you? I put it in the chat. I don't know if we want to talk about it publicly. I usually don't really talk about religion publicly because everybody's got their views and I respect that. But in the Bible, like Jesus was the ultimate go-giver, dude. Like he was the ultimate, he was the guy, uh, the ultimate deadlifter. Uh, and so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you if you're into that stuff, then he sets a pretty good example for go giving. That's exactly the first thing that popped into my mind. Biblical. I mean, the the guy gave his life for everybody else. Um, you know, to me, you know, if you believe in anything like that, like that is that is the ultimate go giver. And what did he get in return? I mean, we're living it today. We get the opportunity and the free will to live in that light. So to me, that's super, super powerful. And, you know, if you're if you're a believer or not a believer, there's something in your life, I guarantee you, you think of that is the ultimate go-giver. Another one for us in this military group, think about all the service members who raised their hand to support and defend their country. They deployed to combat. They didn't get to come home. They gave their life for the country. Like that's about as high as you can get in terms of giving. That's th- those are the two places my mind went. Travis, what what about you? Oh, I'm I I'm checking the Jesus boxes. Yeah, I assumed you would be. Yep, that's awesome. And not even and not even uh, from a religious standpoint. Um, to just to f- separate that. Jesus, a person who, if you want to talk about it as a person, right? A person who had a purpose, had a mission, was sent, right? Like knew that and lived that out, giving to that that mission and that purpose and being true to himself, right? I mean, so the principles could be applied even in a non-religious context with, with a religious figure. Yeah, like the value was insane, his influence was, it remains the most influential person in history, I would argue. His compensation, if you believe in the Bible, was was maxed out. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, authentic. And then, um, you know, what he received was, you know, you can go to the Bible for that. But you're right. It's just the principle of that. Like, that doesn't have to be biblical. That can be just the way you live your life. And it returns on a different scale, maybe a micro scale. Um, and maybe a macro scale, depending on um, who you are, what you believe in, and, and what kind of actions you take. Really, really impactful. I, I'm, I'm going to go with quote of the day for James. Uh, this will definitely be up on my social media, which is Jesus is the ultimate deadlifter. That's so good. So good. Love that. Deadlifts are good for your soul. But bad for my Bad for your back if you have bad form, Marty. Awesome. All right, let's... uh, Brandon, you want to take us home? Yeah, let's put a bow on it. Let's put a bow on it, Brandon. Awesome conversation today. This popped up during our, you know, our normal Saturday morning chat before we jumped on the podcast. Uh, Even I think last night we, someone sparked the idea, but it's the principles of the go-giver as presented by Mr. Berg and kind of in how we interpreted them, right? Another important thing about reading books and learning from others is, you know, you kind of try to make those connections to your own life, right? And how you view things. And that opens up kind of new, new ways to learn and think about things. And for me, it was a lot of humility, principles, not rules. I think Adam said that. And it's that mindset of how you frame the situation and where you start from. So if you're starting from myself and my blueprint and how can I apply that and how can I give and create all this value and then be willing to receive versus where where are these little areas that I can, okay, before I do anything, I'm going to earn money. I've got to figure out what I'm going to get before I give. It's that mindset shift. And I think that 
Um, if you kind of look at some of these principles with that mindset, uh, I think you'll see some major benefits in your life. So um, with that, thanks for tuning into the Green Squad Chats. If you wouldn't mind going on to your favorite podcasting platform and leaving us a five-star review, if you like the content, if you did it, reach out to us and tell us how we can get better. Until next time. Mm-hmm.